3: Best Ravens coverage. What time is it? It's time for news from the nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by CQ Credit Union. One zero five seven the fan.
4: Vinny and Haney. One zero five seven the fan. Here on this Turn It Up Tuesday, news from the nest. Bob, Andy, Vinny Sorato, Nolan McGraw, Lamar Jackson was on the Let's Go podcast with Tom Brady and Jim Gray, talking about various subjects, including his relationship with John Harbaugh, and how it has grown over the years.
5: You know, when he asked me for my opinion, I pretty much go to the guys and see how they, the guys feel. You know? Coach, it's not like he's trying to make it about me, but, you know, it's head coach, then quarterback, you know. But it's like, man, I need my guys to be in sync with me at the same time because those guys are busting their, busting their behind as well, just like I am, you know. But if your team, if it's just you making all the decisions and you making it feel like it's just you out there, it's like, nah, that team don't have a chance
6: kind of liked what he said. You know that um you know Harbs asked him, "What do you think, Lamar? You, let me check with the guys first and see what they think." I I I was actually pleasantly surprised and happy what he said. I I mean, if I'm Harbs, I I'd appreciate that.
4: And I'm assuming at this stage of their relationship, which goes back to 18, he probably expects that sort of response probably from Lamar Jackson. Now, if they're on the sidelines and you're play clock's running down, and all right, Lamar, what do you think? Then it's Lamar and John Harbaugh and Todd Munkin deciding things, whether or not to go for it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
6: Well, I, you know, I, I think a lot of times on that, you know, the player always wants to go for it. Harbs has got to protect Lamar from himself.
4: So, uh, we go back to owners' meetings. Lamar demands a trade as Harbaugh's got Mike shoved in his face. <laughs> yeah, and right now right. here they are a Kumbaya, loving every minute of it, as Loverboy would say. But getting back to Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr., who has a Super Bowl ring from his days with the Rams, said this was the best team he's ever been on. Lamar, what do you think about that comment?
5: Just from him saying that, you know, that making that statement, that that, that means a lot to not just me, but I, I feel to our team because he, like you said, he already won a championship. You know, he's been there, experienced, and know know what it feels like to have one. And you know, with the dance moves and just his energy, just him being himself. You know, at first, Odell, you know, um, he was quiet. You know, he he really was trying to, I guess, trying to get a feel for the team. You know, but now you know he's just being himself. You know, a friendly guy, funny guy. You know, uh, love making everybody laugh, man.
6: I think um, with Odell, I don't think it's about you know I got to have a hundred catches and all that. He seems totally content with his role on a football team. Would he like that? I, I would think he would. Um, but I, I like—I mean, I didn't know Odell from Adam, and I still hadn't spoken to him. But um, I love how he practices, and I love how he communicates with the, with his teammates.
4: And he kind of had a larger than life persona. Yep. Playing in New York, the one-handed catch kind of put him on everyone's radar and he's had an interesting off-the-field life. You know, handing out cigars at National Championship (laughs) games and and money and all the crazy stuff. But you know, when he plays, he plays well. Is he what he was with the Giants? No. Injuries have kind of taken away that. But, you know, he understands what it's like to prepare for a game and for a season and I think uh, his level of play, not saying he was jaking it at any point, but I think if there's a guy that's ready for the bright lights of the postseason, it's him, Odell Beckham.
6: And I think Lamar trusts him big time. I mean, Bob, you're not going to trust a guy. Like, when he makes the catches that he makes, you know, with uh, contested catches and stuff and he comes down with the ball, as a quarterback, all I got to do is just – I'm if if I gotta throw one up, I'm throwing it to him, and I'm giving him a chance because more than likely he's gonna win.
4: Kind of like Flacco and Bolden yeah. way back when no doubt. during that magical run. Lamar Jackson on the Let's Go podcast with Tom Brady and Jim Gray talking about games. Where Todd Munkin says, "Hey man, we need to put it in your uh, your hands in regards to running it, and let's keeping this thing up tempo a little bit."
5: Coach Munkin has caught me sometimes like I can make one of those runs and I get back and he's like oh what 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 I'm like not right now you know and then I got to make a decision to read and then it's one of those reads where I got to pull the ball and run and it's like bro I don't know I, I I guess the kid in me the kid the kid in me just keeps me like energized
6: <laughs> so um now, Munken, I, 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 like early on, what, what did he say that Munken was telling him not to run? Well, keep the tempo
4: moving here yeah. a little bit, and for you to run, if that's what it takes. Then right. go ahead and do it. And Lamar said even when he was rushing for a thousand yards, he'd rather throw than run. No so. doubt. But you know, he understands the task at hand, and, you know, he goes back to Lamar just playing in, you know, the the parks of Florida. Hey, I got to run. Let's do it. I well, do it better I, than anybody.
6: I think we saw a different Lamar come December, Bob, because when he started running, there was no diving into the ground anymore. It was like it's on. You know, it's December football. I got to, you know, if I'm going to get hit, I'm getting hit. Doesn't matter. Whereas before, it was like, bloop,
4: yeah. you know, get and eight get,
6: yards and hit the ground.
4: And you could tell he wasn't real – uh Used to sliding no. in the dirt, it like, it's like all, it's like all of a sudden he tripped and yeah. fell. Video at eighty one Some of the bad news from the Nets. Lamar, that style of play of yours uh, conducive to staying healthy
5: or not I changed my game a lot, just mindset, taking what the defense gives me a lot. You know, uh just knowing when to run. There's... Just conserving my body and stuff like that. You know, from when I'm seeing the defense tied, okay, then, you know, we can get these yards right here, make it more tight you know, get them more exhausted. So now you can go through your reads, you know, the defense line tied. They don't really they are really not rushing. So we got more time than we, you know, than we initially have, stuff like that, man. And perseverance with running the ball.
6: Yeah, I would I would imagine and I hadn't looked at his stats, Bob, but I would imagine his rushing attempts are down. One
4: hundred forty eight carries this year. Yeah, five point five per attempt. His long run this season was thirty yards. Yeah,
6: in the past it's probably eighty. You know, yep. but um, no, he's he is uh, picking and choosing, and, and like you said, Bob, he wants to throw it. I mean, you can tell he wants to throw it because he's buying time, buying time, buying time, and then he'll take off and and run.
4: But once you get into the playoffs, conserving energy, I don't think is an issue any longer. Now, self perseverance when it comes mm. to. Avoid injury, yeah. But if if it calls for him to run, you can bet he'll be on his uh, he'll be on his horse trying to get them chains moving. He
6: kind of reminds me a little bit like Steve Young, Bob, when he came in the league, he was like you know he could run, run, and people you know like that run he had against the Rams where he made spectacular runs. But Steve Young was an extremely accurate passer, and then like he wanted to throw it just like Lamar, but. I remember like in 94, when we were playing the Cowboys during the regular season, I think he rushed it like 12, 13, because Shanahan told him, he says, you got to run it today, and this is what it's going to take to win. And those are the kind of things that he did. And I think Lamar, if Todd Munkin tells him, hey, you know, against whoever we're playing,
4: you're going to have to run it 10, 15. Okay. That's what it takes. Self-preservation is what I meant, not self-perseverance. But he still needed to persevere to get that uh, preservation. And real quick, Lamar Jackson winning that Super Bowl. Any chips on shoulders in this scenario?
5: To be honest, I I definitely do still have that chip on my shoulder. Um, I don't think uh, I have accomplished what I wanted to yet. So that's why that chip is still on my shoulder. What is that that you want to still accomplish? I want that Super Bowl. You know, that's the accolade that I really want like so bad. You know, I've been chasing that for a long time, you know, since since like high school, you know, just winning a, a state championship, you know, college winning a national championship. But since I didn't complete those two, I, I got to complete this one.
6: And winning a Super Bowl. I, I mean, Bob, that's from the day he got here. That's always talked about. So uh, to me, it's real. It's not BS. And I, I I think in his mind, mentally, physically, in his preparation, he's more ready this year than he's ever been in any other year. Not even close to night. If he says, how prepared were you in 19? Whatever G-Row told me to do.
4: Video 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, count some cash. Hopefully, uh, buy or sell. Turn it up Tuesday-style. Talk Orioles with Rich Dubrov. Find out what's happening at the warehouse on this January 9th, 44 days away from pitchers and catchers. Rich with BaltimoreBaseball.com. And we'll look at the playoff teams last year who were out and those who replaced them. It's 6-in, six 6-out six coming up around 12.45 or so. Call from
7: Mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Are you buying?
3: Great cash, Normie. Or are you selling?
1: I'm
4: not going to buy into that crap. Finney and 80.
6: 1057,
4: the fan. and 1057, the fan. Here on this Turn It Up Tuesday, cranking it up to 12. You win it loud, we'll play it, send your request, plaza for tax sign at 410 583. Bob Haney-Bitty Serato. Tons going on in the world of sports. We'll get to as much as we possibly can. But right now, let's count our money by or so. All
6: right, Bob. The Dow's down 165. The S&P's down 6. NASDAQ is up 10. DraftKings is up uh, 74 cents. And Under Armour is up 4 cents
8: start here in the NFL there were some questions prior to this season about how much Calais Campbell had left in the tank well he ended up playing in all 17 of Atlanta's games this year recorded six and a half sacks along the way his most in a season since 2019 now considering his future yet again at the age of 37 but after a season like that it certainly appears he's equipped to make it through a full NFL year but Vinny Byers sell Campbell will return in 2024, but not with Atlanta.
6: I'll buy that. I think he wants to go to a team that's going to win. He went to Atlanta last year because I think they were paying him the most. I
4: and mean, he Braves. got the 100 sacks, right?
6: Yeah, he got the, the
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. He wants that ring. The ring is the thing, I'm guessing, with Calais.
8: Uh, how about a little baseball here? Some interesting reports coming out of Boston that indicate the Red Sox are open to shopping their closer, Kenley Jansen. Remember, prior to last year, signed a two-year deal worth $32 million. Turned in a quality year, a drop in innings pitched, but was his usual self performance-wise. Uh, the report also says Boston has their eyes on a big-ticket free agent. They needed to shed some payroll. Hence Jensen 16 million for this season. But Bob, buy or sell, the Red Sox should think twice about giving up an established closer before the season even begins.
4: Um, I'll soft buy it. It's the big ticket free agent, Josh Hader. Right. Then you've upgraded <laughs> over Kenley Jansen. So I'll soft buy that. Hey, Jansen to me at this stage of his career is like Craig Kimbrell. They're gonna be effective, they're gonna break your heart. Are they what they were in their prime? No. They both have a ton of career saves. But I would let's uh let's pump the brakes on getting rid of them just because you want to sign somebody to bolster your lineup a little bit. Unless they have an in-house replacement there. Well, we talked about Jamar Chase, his pursuit of getting paid during
8: buy or sell yesterday, but how about his teammate T. Higgins? He's a free agent right now. Bengal season is over, so his focus shifts to the offseason. How much is he gonna get paid? Uh, could have possibly just paid or excuse me played his last game as a Bengal. Joe Burrow though he disagrees says he and his teammates expect to have Higgins back in the mix next season, uh, and that that sentiment's been brewing for a while now. Hard to keep two big ticket wide receivers in addition to Burrow who's on his massive deal. But Vinny Byers sell the Bengals will defy what everyone expects, find a way to keep Higgins around.
6: I mean, there's always a way to keep them both, but then. Um, where do you where do you take it from? It's it's about choices. You can have you can have Higgins and Chase, but then where are you going to be lacking?
4: Would we view his season as somewhat of a disappointment this year? T Higgins, and keep
6: in mind that Joe Burrow missed a
4: ton of time.
6: Yeah, so it's tough on the receivers. Although Browning had a pretty good year. I, I think
4: and Chase got had 100, 100 catches this year.
6: Tiggins flashed, Bob. He flashed his abilities. He missed some time, too. Yeah. 12, yeah, 12 games. Only
4: played 12
8: dude. games. Yeah. Uh, I have a little college basketball here. The Terps going to face off against Illinois this weekend. They got Michigan on Thursday. But looking a little farther ahead, Illinois uh, presents another chance to pick off a top-10 team. The Illini, they're no joke. They lost their best player, Terrence Shannon Jr., to some off-court legal trouble, but have continued to perform well offensively without him. They lost to number one Purdue most recently. That's far from a blemish on their resume, uh, and they'll get another crack at them later this year anyway. But, Bob, buy sell, Illinois will continue to maintain top-ten status
4: without its best player. I'll sell it. They'll hover around the top 16 Shannon by the way he's filed a restraining order against Illinois he wants to be reinstated there's all sort of drama going on there he was charged or accused of sexual assault and he was uh, suspended indefinitely by the fighting Illini but from a basketball perspective minus him top 10 no top 20 sure they'll beat Maryland And lastly here, the Commanders
8: looking for a new head coach after firing Ron Rivera. Yesterday learned that uh, requested some interviews with a handful of potential candidates, including Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. That's a job that hasn't been very coveted for a while now, but with new ownership, maybe the tide is turning. Washington also holds a top three pick and the most salary cap space entering this offseason. Vinny sell? it might not be the best job available, but the Commanders far from the worst. At this point, yeah,
6: I'll buy that. New ownership, got money, got ninety million in cap space, um, got the second pick of the draft. The only thing that I would not like if Mike McDonald went to Washington, then Patrick Queen, you're gonna, the Ravens are gonna lose a lot of their free agent type guys.
8: He'll lure uh, them, Geno Stone. Well, he'll
6: financially will lure, lure them. You know, because he's going to want guys that know his system. And um, Matabike, I'm sure the Ravens would franchise him, but they would go queen. They'd, you know, anybody that has been a former, there'll be a lot of former Ravens on that team.
4: Oh, so no more play like a Raven? Play like a commander? <laughs> By the way, last time I checked, Rokon Smith is going to Washington, right? Nope. Yeah, so that's a that's a good – that's advantage, Baltimore, I would think. it's has been 105.7 The Fed. We'll come back, talk Orioles with Rich Dubroff, BaltimoreBaseball.com. We'll look at the playoff field of last year, NFL. Six teams are in last year. Who are now out, and six teams replace them. We'll go along that list together, and we'll look ahead maybe Crystal Ball to see who's in this year, who could be out next year. And let's be honest, as long as the Ravens are in, who really cares about the other teams? But it's a fun exercise nonetheless. And then Brian Backo, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, spoiler alert, they're one of the teams. He'll be joining us for an Old man
3: winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, Black ice and a good polar vortex? (laughs) oh heaven! Wait, is it
1: getting warm in here?
2: Your cold snap is over, old man Winter. Spring has arrived.
3: Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward.
3: Different sports, different teams, different opinions. There's one place to talk about them, and it's on 1057 The Fan. Don't go anywhere
4: else. 1057 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Turning it up to 12 because that's how loud it goes on this station. We told you a bazillion times why. If you're new, we'll explain it at another time. Bob Haney, Vidi Serrato Nolan McGraw, other side of the glass. We're about 44 days away from pitchers and catchers. Orioles going to Sarasota as defending American League East champions have not repeated As division champs, believe it or not, since 1973-1974 under Earl Weaver and a bunch of other all-stars and Hall of Famers here to talk about the team, the way it's put together now, and some other housekeeping that Mike Elias has to take care of, the Orioles' GM, from BaltimoreBaseball.com. He's on the WGK Log as Hotline. Let's welcome in Rich Dubroff. Rich, how is your Turn It Up Tuesday treating you so far? Um,
9: Brilliantly. But I was uh, I was concerned that the Eagles, one of my all-time favorite bands, were sort of not really a turning up Tuesday kind of band. But realizing that you had an important birthday yesterday, yes. I, I figured that uh, I figured that you just might want to celebrate that way.
4: I turned it up to fifty nine if you know what I'm saying, or God Mm. did because he chose that sort of a year. But, hey, look, life in the fast lane, that's up-tempo. And Rich Dubroff, as we like to tell the people, it doesn't have to be Ozzy or Metallica to be cranked up to 12. It can be anything you want as long as you like it loud. That's all that matters right? Well, I'm, I'm, Bob, when you're happy, I'm happy. <laughs> well, the world revolves around me, as you know, Rich Dubrov. All right, let's talk about the Orioles and in particular arbitration. And they do have a lot of guys who are arbitration eligible, 13 to be exact. Should we expect any sort of drama during this phase for Michael Elias as a lot of players are looking at some pretty, in some cases, hefty pay raises here?
9: Yeah, you never I mean really you you never know. I mean, we've been talking about, you know, uh Anthony Santander who's going to get the biggest ra- who's going to get the biggest uh raise uh as a, a possible trade chip. But I think that talk has sort of uh has sort of gone away and if there is going to be uh, you know, a trade, I think that the Orioles will trade from, you know, their from their pros- prospect pile because they really don't have anybody to uh You know, to replace Santander as they try and repeat as AL East uh, uh, winners. You know, some players may end up going to arbitration, but I don't think that's huge. You know, that's huge drama because they'll end up uh, they'll end up settling before spring training. So or getting or getting decided so i don't think the drama comes from the arbitration process i think the if there's going to be any drama it comes from a trade between now and uh uh, between now and friday if they could acquire an arbitration eligible player
4: all right now rich get the old crystal ball out there the baltimorebaseball.com crystal ball and i'm going to ask you a question and you're going to answer it best you can and of course you do it as well as anyone Orioles starting rotation will be let's see Kyle Bradish, John Means, Grayson Rodriguez, Dean Kramer, and who else?
9: I mean you could it, it will be either Tyler it will be either Tyler Wells or pitcher X. And I think right now pitcher X uh would probably be uh who would be who would be the fifth starter? And you know, people, are, and I wrote today about Dylan, you know, about Dylan Cease, the uh, Chicago White Sox right-hander that the Orioles are are interested in, and a lot of other teams are interested in. And the market for him is going to be very, very competitive. It is very, very competitive. And you know, there's still, it's still, it's very complicated because some of the best free agent starting pitchers haven't signed yet. And I think the Chicago White Sox are holding out to see, you know, where those pitchers sign, and the teams that don't sign those pitchers may, you know, join the Orioles and the Cincinnati Reds and, and others in trying to uh, acquire Dylan Cease. So that's you know that, that's the that's the drama that we could see here over you know this week or you know into next week and beyond. I'm, I'm shocked that the market has. Has taken this long to move, but the but the starting pitching market isn't that great, and there aren't that many players who are attractive. Last year's free agent market was a terrific one. This year it was so so, other than you know Otani and the, and a couple of others. So once those pitchers get signed, including you know Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery, then maybe we'll get some more action on the trade front, uh, unless. You know, Elias can uh, de- decides that now's the time to move, and, you know, he goes and, and makes a move. And, you know, it's interesting, Bob, that in Elias's time here, he hasn't yet pulled off a blockbuster trade. He's been extraordinarily successful, but he hasn't gotten, you know, a big veteran, uh, and that certainly would be the case if they were able to get C's.
4: Rich Dubrow, BaltimoreBaseball.com, joining us here, Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan, as we get to Sarasota. Or you'll be there, Rich, of course, coming up in about six weeks. Jackson Holliday is going to be a lot of the story. You'll be watching him and his chances of coming north with the team. But will Kobe Mayo be an interesting uh, person to observe as reporters look at a guy that's got some big upside himself as one of the top prospects in major minor league baseball and major league baseball?
9: Yeah, he certainly will, you know, he certainly will be. You know, we've got to look at him we gotta look at him last year in spring training, and he's not yet eligible uh or required to be on the forty man roster, so he'll get a spring training invitation. And yes, he'll be he'll not make the club out of spring training, but you know, who knows what's gonna happen during you know, during the year. Will he be one of those players that Mike Elias would be? Uh, you know, asked about, I think, you know, a lot of teams would be certainly interested in Kobe May and, uh, Mayo. And I think Elias would be reluctant to, uh, to trade him. And, you know, hopefully for him, his timeline to come to the Orioles is later this season. And, you know, maybe, you know, in the middle of the season, sort of like Jordan Westberg was last year. So Mayo is somebody that you really want to see, uh, you really want to see how he does in the in spring training a
6: hey, rich with 44 days till pitchers and catchers what's what's hyder doing now and i'm guessing the players are ramping up pretty good right now
9: yeah uh well i think uh, brandon's probably thinking about what his rotation is going to look like and what his batting order is going to look like and what his bullpen is going to look like uh you know not that many changes from last you know from last year, Kyle Gibson gone. Uh and then we'll see who replaces him. You know, John Means hardly pitched at all last year, so uh they're hoping for a, a better year from him. Uh Adam Frazier is gone, and then maybe, you know, you see Jackson Jackson Holiday or uh Joey Ortiz on the opening day roster. Uh Craig Kimbrell in the bullpen. Uh you know, and let's see how that bullpen stacks up, you know using uh Kimbrel from the ninth inning and let and then Hyde you know goes backwards with you know guys like uh, Danny Coulomb and uh and uh Perez uh and uh Yenier Cano, so it's a really interesting uh bullpen that's very good, and then we don't know if maybe Tyler Wells fits in there or d l hall, so a lot of really Good decisions for for him to make hard decisions, uh, but it's much better than the decisions that they had to make a couple of years ago when they didn't have much and they were and it was sort of next man up. So this is a this is a much better scenario for uh, the Orioles this season.
4: Rich Dubroff, what's happening at BaltimoreBaseball.com? dot com?
9: Well, we have continuing coverage of the Orioles and we have a lot of uh, interesting columns from Peter Schmack. Another one. Uh, another one coming tomorrow morning. And also we have our sister website, uh, BaltimoreSports.com, uh, covering the Ravens. So lots of uh, interesting activities uh, around here.
4: Yeah, Todd Karpovich making it happen there. Rich Dubroff, always appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your Turn It Up Tuesday. And if you want to hear Juice Newton cranked up to 12 – do what you got to do you know what i'm saying
9: and who would well just call just call me angel in the morning there you go
4: <laughs> all right rich talk to you soon
9: Thanks, Rich. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks, Thank you, guys.
4: You yeah. got it. Rich Dubroff, everybody. It's Vinny at Haney1057. The Fed. Big NFL news coming out here within the last five minutes. We'll share that with you. Got NFL lunch coming out with Brian Paco from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Vinny's Feeble 5. Then Jerry Palm, Cbsports.com will put a bow on the college football season. Has Jim Harbaugh coached this last game at Michigan?
7: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.
2: As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0-1 to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at hero.co. That's code H-E-R-O10 for 10% off at hero.co.
3: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We you expect someone else? until the gold club opens make it rain Vinny and Haiti better
1: grab an umbrella
3: 105.7
6: The Fan
4: State Haiti 105.7 The Fan turn it up Tuesday get the six in six out here in a second but news coming out last 10 minutes or so National Football League after six years you know Mike Vrabel out as head coach of the Tennessee Titans fired today. Adam Schefter reporting that.
6: And his contract was, he had two more years on his contract. That was kind of surprising to me, Bob, because I think he's done a pretty good job. They don't have a ton of guys. They've got guys hurt this year. Having that, you know, they've had inconsistencies at the quarterback spot, but um, I, I, that's surprising. The only thing is, is like if Vrabel's coming out saying, I'd like to coach the Patriots, maybe the Tennessee Titans got pissed off. Said if you want to go to the Titans, you know, or if you want to go to New England, go.
5: Uh
4: two playoff less years for the Titans here back to back. They did ruin Jacksonville's season or help finish the ruining they did themselves the Jags by flatlining down the stretch but Derrick Henry made it clear it seemed that he yep. had played his last game no doubt Ryan Tannehill probably out they traded A.J. Brown last year drafted Traylon Burks who has not replaced A.J. Brown as that uh wide receiver one DeAndre Hopkins had a good year for them as they signed him yep. as a free agent but here we are in a watered down league Vinny and you know, they're on the outside looking in two years in a row, and I guess somebody had to pay.
6: Yep, yep. And, you know, Houston's coming up, Bob. Indy's coming up, and Jacksonville. So right now they're, they're on the bottom of the division. So maybe they feel like it's time for a rebuild. They have a new GM, you know, from a year ago, the kid from San Francisco. So maybe he wants – maybe he wants – his own guy. Maybe he wants Slowick or somebody like that who came from San Fran.
4: So uh, Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee, and as Vinny said, you know, with Bill uh, Belichick's certain uncertain status with New England, it would seem like a natural move for Vrabel to go there. Where he played one Super Bowls, but and it was
6: Hall of Famer there. Yeah, in their Hall of Fame.
4: Yeah, you can never assume anything. But Mike Vrabel, if he wants to continue, at least immediately as a coach. I would assume will be a very popular candidate in uh, spots that need head coaches. I would
6: agree with that, Bob. I think uh, he can get your culture right in your in your building
4: because they didn't seem like a team that never played hard. No, they were always they seemed well prepared. I mean, they brought it for the most part. But you know, it's interesting. Four years ago, I mean, they stunned the Ravens, made it to the AFC Championship game. And now they're uh, rebuilding, and the Ravens are, again, the number one seed. All about the quarterback. And a little continuity always helps there for sure. Now, speaking of continuity, in the NFL postseason, it's never the same. You have teams that are competing year in and year out. But, you know, you have 14 teams make it. And over the course of 12 months, Teams change. Now let's look at last year's playoff teams. 2022, we're talking about. Now go in seeding order. We're not talking about games or matchups, just the teams that made the playoffs. Kansas City, mm-hmm. Buffalo, right? Cincinnati, Jacksonville, the Chargers, Ravens, and the Dolphins. They all made the postseason. We'll start with the AFC, obviously. This year, Kansas City's back. Not the number one seed, but back nonetheless. Buffalo's back. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati, Gonzo, finished with a winning record. They have the same record as a team that won their division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but last place in their division, Cincinnati. Jacksonville, out. Yep. Did it to themselves. (sighs) No one to blame but yourself, Jacksonville. Chargers out and they've been kind of crap all year long quite frankly ravens back miami's back nfc philadelphia we're talking last year now philadelphia in san francisco in minnesota out tampa in dallas in (coughs) giants out (coughs) seattle out so let's talk about the teams that are out, Vinny, from last year. Bengals, Jags, Chargers, AFC. What's the most surprising for you?
6: Well, because of Burrow getting hurt, that's not surprising to me. The Jags are the surprising one to me because everybody had high expectations. They're 3 Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was that's a surprise to me.
4: And everybody, not everyone, but a lot of people thought that the Chargers were gonna level up yeah. and they went two levels down. Staley and the coach got fired.
6: <laughs> like Rex Ryan says, Staley, go back to the, go back to Division Three.
4: <laughs> Replacing those three teams in no particular order were the Steelers, who we'll talk about in a minute here with Brian Batco, the Cleveland Browns. And the Houston Texans. Uh So, uh, welcome to the party in the NFC. Minnesota out. Uh, Let's see. Giants out. Seattle out. If there's a surprise there, which one did not return to the playoffs? Of all six, Bob? Of the three that were out in the NFC.
6: In the NFC, I would say uh, Rams.
4: No, they're in. Of. Talking oh, about the, the, t- oh, the one's out. Yes. Minnesota,
6: Seattle, the Giants? Yes. Well, I would say Seattle because um, they didn't really get – their quarterback was healthy most of the time. Cousin, once Cousins went out, the Vikings were done. And the Giants, they've sucked the whole time. Yeah. And their quarterback's been out.
4: Oh, yeah, that was one of my locks of the year the Giants wouldn't make the playoffs. Yeah. I wasn't buying them last year. But replacing them, Lions – Packers and Rams,
6: and I think the Rams are the biggest surprise there because they were picked to be crappy, and they've had some, you know, like Williams gets healthy and Puka, you know, has a hundred some catches, and you know, they, and they've won eight of nine.
4: So if we look ahead to next year, and if you had to pick all of the teams that made it here in two thousand twenty-three. Just one team, and we'll get into it more in depth as the week rolls on since the Ravens are on a bye. If there's one team in each conference that you look at right now that's in the playoff field that you would not bet the house on being back next year, which team would it be, AFC, NFC?
6: Mm, Cleveland. I'm saying Cleveland just because of the quarterback situation. I don't – I mean, Flacco's kind of gave him a little boost yeah. here at the end. And I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I could say Pittsburgh. Either one of those two, you know, because of the quarterback. That's situation. what I'd be leading
4: in yeah. both of. The, because we, what's Deshaun Watson, right now, right? We don't know. Yeah. And Pittsburgh. I mean, they'll be nine and eight, ten and seven, but is that going to be good enough? In the NFC, team most likely to not be in the playoffs next year.
6: From Green Bay, Detroit, and the Rams,
4: or any of the others. And um... I'm going to say Tampa. That's what I'm going to lean towards. I mean, they've, you know, they've eked in the last two years Is Mayfield, even the guy they want to be the long-term answer at quarterback.
6: Yeah, I, I would, I would tend to agree with that, Bob. I would tend to agree with that because I think I think next year the Saints win that division.
4: Yeah, and I think, you know, Green Bay's on the ascend, if anything. And, now, you know Minnesota and has no quarterback. And I think the Bears are going to be a playoff team next year, as I've already been on record as saying. But that's your six in, your six out. After six years, Mike Vrabel is out as head coach of the Tennessee Titans. When we come back, <laughs> we'll preview Super Wild Card Weekend with Brian Paco from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Covers the Steelers. They're in it. They've got Buffalo this weekend he'll join us for nfl lunch we'll look at the feeble five who are the five worst teams in the nfl as the regular season has come to an end and then jerry palm cbs sports.com we'll look at the end of the college football season jim harbaugh and the wolverines are national champions has he coached his last game will he be around to lead a possible repeat